In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lord says to us, be on guard, keep awake. Like the shepherds in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and they're visited by the heavenly host. Or like the young Virgin Mary who goes about her day and is visited by the angel Gabriel. Like the Roman centurion who stands at the foot of the cross, carrying out his sworn oath to serve and protect, and yet is visited by none other than the Lord himself. Like the blind beggar on the side of the road, like the mother who carries her dead child on a briar through the streets, like the woman who weeps over her illness for 12 years, each of them, on guard, kept awake. And indeed, in many and various ways, the Lord comes to them all. But how were they on guard? How were they each awake? And how are we to be on guard and awake in 2020? Joseph sleeps through the night. The dead child is carried on a briar. Were they awake? The mother looks to the needs of her child even in death, and the shepherds, they watch over a dirty flock of sheep in the darkness of a night. Were they on guard? The Lord comes to each of them, though they sleep, though they watch over the mundane Though they even be dead, the Lord draws near, and he awakens them. If it's true that Jesus, the Lord of heaven and earth, comes to simple shepherds as they watch over their flocks, to centurions who stand post carrying out their duty to crucify criminals, to fathers as they sleep on difficult family decisions, to mothers who care for their children, even to the dead who lie on briars? Then it's certainly true that he comes to the many and various places in which you guard, and he awakens you. For if the shepherds and the centurion, the deaf, the blind, the lame, if Joseph and Mary and the countless witnesses have anything to teach us about guarding and staying awake, it is this, that the Lord will come. And he comes when you are doing what he has already given you to do to bless and to give and to provide for you in the places where you least expect it, right under your nose, while you carry out your vocation. Whether you hold a staff, a briar, a Roman centurion sword, or a pillow, a measuring cup, or a children's book. So how does one be on guard and awake? Well, first, consider what the Lord has given you to do. Where do you stand your post? What duty have you been given? What's your purpose in life? Are you a husband, a father, a wife, a mother? Are you a worker, a brother, a sister, a friend? Now, you may think, oh, just another day watching some boring sheep or reading another book to your class or sending another email on with an order, showing another home to a potential client, listening to the needs of one who's troubled, just another day of cutting out crafts for your students, cleaning a home, caring for a patient, filling up another cup of milk for your child, or attending to the needs of an aging parent. 
But have you ever considered that in these very moments, you are no different than the shepherds who took to their flocks that night? No different than Joseph, who lays his head to rest at night? No different than the mother who carries her child to their grave? Some days are excruciatingly difficult, and some days are ever so easy, but most days seem rather dull, boring, and insignificant over the span of your life. Just another day of ho-hum guarding the one thing that you have been given to do by the Lord. But could it be true that it is in these very mundane moments and ways that the Lord of heaven and earth comes to you as he did to them. That he is not far from you, but in your very midst, to comfort, to provide, and to give you every good thing according to his good and gracious will. Is this what it means to be on guard? To simply do what you have been given to do by the Lord? One load of laundry at a time? One grocery pickup at a time? one story read to your children at night at a time. That in these small and simple moments, and in the evenings centered around your children and family and your home, the Lord Jesus finds a welcome place to fill you with his love and peace and mercy. If so, well then your office isn't just an office and your home isn't just a home. Your kitchen isn't just a kitchen, but it is in these very places while you carry out your vocation and duty where the Lord Jesus is present. My son is back in the ICU. His life once again hangs in the balance. That dark room with all of the machines and beeping and alarms is where I have been on guard all week and awake. Because the one thing everyone knows about hospitals is that when you are in the hospital, you do not sleep well. Whether you want to or not, you are awake. It's my new but very familiar post to carry out fatherly duties. I try to comfort him when he's alarmed. I change his diaper when he needs. I monitor his cues, which I've learned from watching him day in and day out over the last year. When he's fussy, I sit him up, I try to hold him, I read him a book. Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? I put this little black bowl that he has in his bed on my head, and then I put it on his head, and we take it off one another, and we smile. I hold his hand while the doctors poke his veins once more for blood. He's been poked so many times, the doctors tell us that he doesn't have any more veins that they can reach. And when he's going downhill, I smile and I light up my face before him because that's the last thing I want him to see if he has to be intubated, sedated, and paralyzed again. They're excruciatingly difficult days. But while there, the image that I kept reflecting upon was that of our dear Savior kneeling upon that rock in the Garden of Gethsemane, all alone while he takes his guard, awake while all his disciples sleep, where he's hard-pressed and his soul greatly troubled at the duty that the Lord has given him to do. To 
offer his perfect life as the atoning sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. There in that garden, our Lord Jesus takes his guard, and he stays awake, and he prays, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. The way our Lord guards always shocks us. For in him we see a far different way of guarding and of staying awake than what we are capable of. He doesn't pray like the Pharisees, or like so many today, or in the way that I am tempted as well, who pray pridefully, let me drink the cup. Let me drink the cup and show the world how strong I am. For they desire the bitter cups in life and twist its purposes in order to be seen by others. They want to show their strength and their faith and their power, how holy they are, so that the whole world will look up to them. They care about their reputations and their places of honor. This is what it looks like to guard and watch only over yourself, convinced that you must show the world what the power of prayer can do for you. And is not that the faith that we should try to emulate? That we should pray that way, that I can do all things through you who strengthen me, and that I can drink the cup. Yet here, our dear Lord, the one who is truly powerful, almighty, and strong and perfect, he guards and he watches and he prays in such a different way than me. Jesus, true God, asks for the bitter cup to pass. He doesn't want it. Can it be true that to guard and to stay awake, as our dear Lord says, is to simply do what you've been given to do, and when the bitter cups come your way, or they are inflicted upon a loved one, you can say, let it pass, Lord. Please let it pass. Yet whether it passes or remains, the Good Shepherd will come, and he will do awesome things which you never even looked for, as Isaiah proclaims. And how can you look when you must watch over your flock, your littles, your own corner and slice of paradise to attend to, your own homes and families? You must fill out lesson plans and evaluation sheets and put your hands in the soil, email a client, change another diaper, work overtime to put a smile on your child's face, and serve one another, never realizing that by doing so and through these very means, the Lord has you on guard and awake, watching for him. For he will come to you, whether you sleep or work, whether dead or alive, just as he did to those shepherds, and to Mary, to Joseph, to the child on the briar, and to that cross on Golgotha. He's ever watchful and ever attentive to your needs and always guarding you, even as he kneels upon the craggy rock all alone. He is on guard and kept awake for you, for the crippled, the lame, the poor, the destitute, the sick, the mother who carries her child, and the father who confesses, I believe, help my unbelief for all people. Our Lord Jesus Christ kneels in the garden for you. He lays down his life for you and spills forth his godly blood from his sacred veins on an old rugged cross all for you. 
his wayward and wandering sheep, who never even looked for him. Yet he comes to do awesome things. He needs nothing from you. Like the good shepherd, he has everything to give you. Life, forgiveness, and salvation. He doesn't need you to be strong. He does not need you to show others how powerful he is. He does not need you to take the bitter cups for him. He drank them down to the dregs. He died and rose again from the dead. And thus he delights to hear one say, Let this cup pass, Lord. I can't do it. And I don't want this. For my child. See, Jesus Christ take his guard fully awake in his death and in his three days sleep in the tomb, guarding your soul from all sin, from all evil, from the assaults of the wicked foe, and from death itself, all with his own life-giving blood and spirit, poured out by God's grace, which has cleansed you from every stain and removed every sin of yours as far as the east is from the west in the waters of your baptism. See him rise from the dead and guard over you, care for you, and come to you as you sit down at night and read another book to your child, as you prepare another meal for your family or a loved one, as you carry out the duty that he has given you to do here on earth and no other, all while you pray, Lord, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not as I will, but thy will be done. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.